Know Your Story. Ted and Jack returned to the truck and by noon began driving to the next delivery. I think Flo is right on this one, Jack. It would be helpful for you to make a decision about the future by looking at a path you took to get here. When you think back on your choices in business and in life, what stands out to you? asked Ted. Jack thought for a moment and then smiled. Well, when I was in the sixth grade, I got the bright idea to write to the oil companies who sponsored race cars to try and get them to send me the promotional decals they used. You know, the ones with the logo on them, said Jack. At first, I got no response, but I didn't give up. I got better at writing the letters. I literally begged them and bothered them until they would send me an entire manila envelope stuffed with stickers. I took these stickers to school and all around my neighborhood and sold them. Then took the money I made from the stickers and played poker with it. That year, I parlayed $5 into $500. I realized $500 is not a lot of money, but I was the richest kid in the sixth grade, and I was the guy with the stickers, too. That's a great story, Jack, said Ted, and I think it's important. It says a lot about your nature and the instincts to have done that at such an early age. What else? Well... My great-uncles and my father all worked at Maxwell Street, this huge bazaar or flea market where the peddlers of all sorts sold their goods. I'm very familiar with Maxwell Street, said Ted. In fact, we're going there today. Really? said Jack. That's fantastic. I wonder if I could meet one of my relatives there. Time travel again? asked Ted. Yes, okay, listen. My dad wore wristwatches, as he still refers to them, up and down his arms under a long trench coat. He began peddling at the age of 10 to help subsidize his family's income. He always had a wad of bills in his pockets from his direct sales business. So in 1979, I'm in college at Arizona State. My roommate and I stumble upon this gigantic flea market that ran on Saturday and Sunday mornings and afternoons at the Greyhound racetrack. I began to notice that people are selling everything. Clothes, watches, rings, shoes, you name it. I sense an opportunity and tell my roommate that I have an idea. We go back to our house and discuss my idea. I tell him I know of a discount wholesale company in Chicago that sells jewelry and electronics. And I tell him a little of my family history of doing business on Maxwell Street. I tell him how we can make some serious money. Aha! Wholesale retail, laughed Ted. So how do you buy your first inventory? My plan is to have my father send us a catalog from this wholesale store. We order inventory, my dad airships it to us, and we hustle the products, mostly watches and rings, at that flea market. We go to the Greyhound Park the next Saturday at 4 a.m. to explore the process. It turns out that they sell you one parking spot for $10 and some big vendors have as many as 10 to 20 spots set up. I begin to have a vision. We pool all our money together, like $100, and purchase inventory. We get watches for 5 to $7 and rings at 3 to 4 I call my dad and go over the order, and he air freights to Sky Harbor Airport. We drive up and pick up the goods. Come Saturday morning, we get to Greyhound Park at 3 a.m., the earlier you arrive, the better chance you have to pick out the spot you want. Location is everything. We buy our $10 spot and lay out our inventory of my 1977 white Trans Am. 
we're in business. What's a Transam? asked Ted. Oh, it's a car. A rather fancy sports car, said Jack. Soon Detroit will start marketing campaigns that focus on the changes made to each year model of their cars and emphasize the importance of new versus used cars to get people to buy the new ones. That's why I mentioned the year my car was made, 1977. 1977. Ted gazed ahead as he navigated the delivery truck around a large pothole in the street. When we have the time, you'll have to tell me what the future holds for us, okay? Yes, said Jack, realizing he had no idea from one moment to the next if he was staying in this era or how to get home. Of course, uh, much has happened. Okay, tell me the rest of your story, Ted said. Okay. Well, we spend all day hustling our merchandise. Of course, the temperature in Phoenix is 107. And the inventory is heating up in the metal of the car. It's like it's on a grill. But this doesn't stop us. At the end of the day, we count up our profits, and we've made about $150 after selling out, Jack said. Were you excited? asked Ted. Oh my gosh, yes! Over the coming weeks, we began to expand, eventually purchasing a collapsible tent, table, and a glass showcase. We grow from one parking spot to four parking spots very quickly. We create a system, and we use the same procedure every week. We reinvest our profits to buy more inventory and business necessities. We order through my dad every week on Tuesday and pick up the goods on Thursday. Eventually, we grow the business to where we're making a few hundred dollars apiece. Pretty good for college students in the late 1970s and early 1980s. Jack paused. When we graduated, we sold the tents, the tables, and the showcase at a slight markup to a fellow named Nick the Greek, who was also hustling at the same venue. But we were entrepreneurs! Bravo, said Ted. I love a great business startup story. Hey, thanks, Ted. You're kind to listen. Jack replied. But look, do these stories tell me what I should do with my business and my life going forward? When you think about your path into your future, I think it's vital that you know your story and what it says about you, the lessons you've learned, and the values your story have ingrained in you, said Ted. Think on these things. Write them down and what they mean to you. Then point these lessons into your future and let what you do know illuminate the path forward. Jack listened to Ted intently, deep in thought. Here. Ted pulled a small leather book out of a box behind his seat. With one hand on the wheel, he fanned the pages toward Jack with his thumb. A book? asked Jack. No, better, said Ted. It's a journal. I made a few of these for one of my customers. The pages are all blank. If you write down the problems you're trying to solve, the ones that you feel the most conflicted about, and then what you've learned about your story as it applies to this matter, you'll begin to see the answer in front of you. Jack took the journal. The leather felt good in his hands. As they drove deeper into the city, Jack began making some notes in the journal. <laughs>